Shanghai Chronicles. This is episode 141. Welcome back. I just want to say thank you so much to all my listeners, all my supporters. I know it has been almost like what two months since the last episode. So I do want to apologize to you guys. Um, I just been going through so much uh with my job transitioning. Um, I'm pretty much um, my job relocated to Richmond, Virginia, and a girl was not moving down there, okay, because I'm a city girl by heart, okay, so I've just been, you know, dealing with that, dealing with that whole transition, hell, dealing with being without a job right now, okay, just gonna keep it on 100, and I feel like I'm on, like, a vacation, so it hasn't really hit me yet, but eventually, I think it would probably hit me after Christmas. So, I just been really dealing with, you know, work type of um, issues. So, that's why I haven't been present to give, you know, the episodes and things like that. But I do appreciate everyone um, for sticking it out and supporting me do, through all of that. And also being very, 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 very patient. So, welcome back, good listeners. So, so much has happened, honey. So much has gone down, honey. And I'm just ready to get into all the shits, get into everything, honey, because it's been so much things going on. So let's, of course, start the show off with Damn America. So, you know, apparently it came to my attention that there's, there's trouble in the big house and that big house meaning the White House. Um, apparently Kamala, her staff is getting little to none. Okay, so... I don't know what's going on with that. Um, I've been seeing that people have been leaving her left and right. Um, They're not getting along. And quite frankly, I guess they, you know, I guess maybe they sick of her. I don't know. But um, they've been questioning her leadership style and they've been questioning her future ambitions. So, you know, y'all, we know these politicians, they lie. Okay. They lie. They probably lie better than half of y'all boyfriends and husbands. Okay. No, I'll take that back. They're probably on the same caliber. Probably, probably. <clears throat> but, um, she, you know, this whole Joe Biden and Kamala ticket, you know, from the very beginning, I was not feeling it. And I was not feeling it only because during the pandemic, like I've had said in previous episodes, I've learned different things about myself, different things about friendships, different things about just life in general. And I've gotten more into politics, you know, 
more of learning, studying, you know, different things like, you know, learning different candidates, researching different, you know, policies and things like that. So when it came to this ticket, you know, of course, my people, black people were so excited because, you know, it's like, okay, we're getting Trump out of here. You know, the media, of course, was paying him to be this bad person and things like that. And Joe Biden was the person and this, that, and the third. And now we look back and everyone I see comments and everyone's like, oh, Joe has to go. Joe ain't doing this, this, that, and the third. And Kamala ain't doing shit either. Okay. Even though the vice president, we never really, really see them because we never even really saw Mike Pence. But for Kamala to like use, you know, her sorors and use wearing Timberlands and all of that and all of y'all was recording. <laughs> we did it, Joe. You know, y'all was doing all of that. And it's like now homegirl done got us to the office and she been crooked. She ain't been doing shit. And I feel like when the whole Howard University thing happened with those kids, you know, Howard University is her alma mater. I know the president doesn't have any control over that because the school has its own presidents and vice presidents. But I feel like she could have at least spoke out, voiced her concerns, you know, made it in her schedule that she went to go and visit the kids, like something. Like we didn't hear anything from her. So it's so-called rumors have been circulating around and they started, I think like in July, that her staff was dysfunctional and they was frustrated. They was burnt out. Um, and she had like hosted this all staff party at her official, like at her house. And most of her office, you know, they had hamburger, you know, they had like, um, you know, like cookout type of food, hamburgers and stuff like that, whatever. And I guess that was her way of like trying to like fake the American people to be like, okay, you know what? It ain't really no trouble up in here. My coworkers love me. You know, the office is not in shambles. Like, look, I done got them some Happy Meals. They, 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 they feeling good, okay? But <clears throat> when we saw, okay, homegirl, because what, what really sparked me was when homegirl Simone Sanders dropped from her office okay I was like damn it's really some shit going down up in there because Simone was all this and all that and Kamala this and Democrats this and I mean she was just having a feels day okay and she had put you know on Twitter but the food was so good and the people were so amazing and all this other stuff and you know, she she just she just put like, oh, let me tell y'all about these burgers at the residency at the V at uh, the VP um, house. They were this and that. You know, just giving us false narrative, okay? Because she know damn well, them burgers was not all that, okay? They probably were some vegan shits, probably. But ain't nothing wrong with vegan burgers. But I'm sure that's probably what they was. And Simone looked like she she liked to eat, okay? So. Giving us this fake narrative, child, it ain't nothing what's going on. You know how, like, when y'all go to your families and, you know, it's the holidays and, you know, y'all got that one family member that people don't really like. But then y'all, when he come in the house, y'all just being so fake. Like, hey, girl, 
how you doing? I heard about this and how's the kids and blah, 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 blah. You know, being fake. So that's what that was given. So, you know, people, you know, started questioning it. You know, they were saying that the staff was unrest and she called people who, you know, felt, you know, I guess, you know, some type of what. So, Sanders leaves the office. Sandra leaves Simone. She leaves like five months later. Okay, five months, y'all. After she said that the hamburgers was bomb, delicious, and we having a good ass time, you know, fake smiling and shit. She left. And the thing that was so crazy, I told y'all when I saw the picture that she had left, I was really like a little shocked because she's the highest like profile member. Um. I guess, like, between the, I guess, well, let me say, is she the highest? Mm, yeah, she's, like, one of the highest, I guess you can say. And then I think Kamala has, like, her chief, Ashley, or something like that, and two other people that help, like, shape Kamala's public image. So I think... um Simone had talked to the Washington Post about her departure. And, of course, she lying again, y'all, being fake again, talking about it's not due to unhappiness or dysfunction. Um, It's because she was ready for a break after three years of relentless um, pressure that came with um, uh, advocating for Biden and Harris while going through the pandemic okay now okay 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 now you want to bring in the pandemic okay now she want to blame the pandemic child we've been in the pandemic for almost what it's gonna be going on two years when we get into new year girl stop blaming everything on the pandemic okay like they used you honey they used the shit out of you okay and you've been been getting used okay and the thing about it is She's been, she was getting used so bad. It was damn near like blinding her vision. That's why she was just, you know, acting all fake and happy and all of that. But now you're going to blame it on the pandemic. Like, stop blaming shit on the pandemic. Okay. People should, like, come on now. Don't blame shit on the pandemic. So, and you know, Simone was Biden's girl, honey. She was the youngest um, ranking African-American on the campaign in 2020. You know, that was her boy, okay? You couldn't see Simone not nowhere, not giving Biden props and hoo-hoo and all of that, okay? But what we're trying to figure out, honey, is why Kamala can't keep no staff. Now, Y'all know, if y'all would have did y'all research, y'all know when she was in California, she wasn't the best thing, okay? She had a track record, and her track record was not the best. And not to bring another person down or nothing, but, you know, she was sleeping her way to the top, and anytime somebody date Montel Williams, you know they ain't got to be right, honey, because I don't even know what she saw in Montel Williams. I mean, yeah, he was a little cute with that one little earring that he used to wear, but it was just like, huh? And then you see her, you know, she dating Montel Williams, and then, you know, they say she done slept with the judges and stuff, and then now she married to her white husband, and now it ain't not wrong with no biracial dating, no biracial marriage or nothing, but 
I'm just saying, if you want to be promoting and saying first black this and first black that, I mean, can we get an all black family? I'm just saying, but uh, you know, but anyway, um, <laughs> people, you know, the staff is just like really coming at you, girl. I mean, of course, you know, they try to make it, you know, it was historic. It was a historic moment because we never had a woman as a VP and, you know, this, that, and the third. But it's a lot of empty deaths. And being that it was a lot of empty deaths, it started questioning, you know, Kamala Harris. It started questioning her leadership style. It started questioning, you know, hell, it's, I was questioning if... Did America make the right decision? You know? So, now that these questions about her management extended and, you know, her ability to seek and manage the presidency, you know, started coming out, critics, you know, pretty much were coming hard, you know? I guess, you know, a lot of people were saying that, the, you know, they felt, I guess, burnt out. Um, seasoned staff members who had seated or demanded high-profile positions, you know, they just felt burnt out. Um, people was, you know, putting aside certain things, like not getting proper sleep, you know, and during a lot from their irate, you know, they was just getting a lot from their irate, they called her irate child, Kamala, and she was difficult, um, you know, she struggled to make progress with her, with her, um, portfolio to measure up to the potential of the Democrat party, so one thing somebody said was, one of the things, they, they said, this is a quote, they said one of the things we said in our little text groups amongst each other is what is the common denominator through all of this? And it's her. Damn. Damn. Can you imagine? <laughs> Can you imagine? Pretty much this is what it sounds like what happened, y'all. Can you imagine in a group chat and one of the friends that you don't like, you got a group chat with everybody else and y'all just all talking about all the issues that y'all going through with the friendship. And then y'all just like, well, who is the common who is the common denominator in all of this? Like, who is starting all of this? Who's doing that in the third? Pretty much that's what they did with Kamala as. Pretty much they was just like, listen, she's the common denominator. We, we can't get rid of her. So the only thing that we can do is just quit, just leave because we tired of dealing with this shit. So he, this person, his name is Gil Duran. He quit after five months for working for her in 2013. And in a recent interview, he said she's repeating the same old destructive pattern. So I'm guessing he had worked with her before in 2013. And I'm guessing he came down, probably, you know, worked with her now. And he's seeing the same thing. She hasn't changed or anything. So... He also said a quote and said, who are the next time that people you're going to bring in and burn through and then have them pretend they're retiring for positive reasons? Oh, honey, that's what he told the Washington Post. So pretty much he's saying they're working them to death. 
they have them faking like everything is okay have them faking like when they're leaving they're leaving because you know they want to better their lives and better their you know situations and you know get more knowledgeable just trying to you know fake the reason why they're leaving i told you this shit was all fake okay it's all putting on the front girl and look at the child look at the party at her house let me see how many black people i see in the photo let's see about one two three four five maybe about five or six Five or six people. And girl, they got the nerve to have little um picnic table throws. And look at Simone, honey, with that little fake-ass smile, knowing damn well she ain't happy, child. And Kamala is in the front with that husband. Child. Mm, mm, mm. So, they ended up doing interviews, y'all. They spoke with, like, 18 people. They spoke with people that was former staffs and people that was current staffs. And um, I guess they spoke with some other, like, supporters or whatever. Some spoke on the condition and some declined to talk about her leaderships. She did, of course, have some people that was offended her, saying the criticism against her is often steeped in same racism and sexism that, you know, has followed her who has, you know, because she's the uh, first woman president to, you know, be VP over the past two decades. Okay, listen, 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 listen. I don't think this got nothing to do with racism. I don't think it got nothing to do with sexism. Even though I was counting how many black people was in the photo. It don't matter. I don't think it got nothing to do with that. Kamala was not the one in the first damn place okay we saw that in the primaries i mean how is her and joe gonna be fighting back and forth with each other and she blaming joe for the reason why she had to walk to school and do this that, and the third and joe is trying to tell her that he not racist and this that, and the third and he's not sexist and then she brings up to joe how he did this and did that no they got nothing to do with racism and got nothing to do with sexism this lady was not the lady for the job the only reason why this happened is because they wanted, of course, as always as they do, is feed off of black people's emotions. They know that they get up here, get this first black um, VP, that black people will feed and eat this shit up. And we did, okay? And then when she got in the office, that black shit disappeared, okay? I started seeing articles with the first Indian lady and the first Indian that she was claiming her Native American side. Okay, what no black shit going on? What no black shit going on? So, my thing is this: if we know, okay, these staffers are probably really not going to tell us every single detail, and if they do, honey, I would just ask that they have the utmost protection because it probably some shit going down up in there and i wish i was in that group chat when they say you know who's the common denominator okay because i'm sure they was up in there talking some shit about her and then another thing that's really off topic how come she don't wear no dresses like i just be wanting to see her in a nice little dress or some nice little pencil skirt or something she keep wearing no weak ass damn pantsuits like girl show your legs or something like i'm tired of seeing that blue pantsuit and then them pearls and shit like show your legs give us something but her hair do be laid down but 
I just feel that she was never equipped for me as far as how she ran California. She was never the person for me. And I will never forget when she was up there for the primaries and I came to work and I told my coworker, I was like, oh, you know, I'm liking Kamala. Kamala's that girl. She's slick. Words, everything. He was like, uh-uh. He was like, before you do all of that and before you get all excited, you need to look her up because she is not the one. And I was like, damn, why would he say that? Then when I started looking her up, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, she ain't the one. She ain't the one at all. I mean, I'm just trying to figure out why she can't keep no staff, honey. Like, they sick of her. They sick of her and her shit. I mean, she must be... I mean, now, the overwork part, I mean, it is a job. But I guess what they're saying is, like, they're just, like, completely burnt out because they're just, you know, doing so much and taking on so much that they're making you know trying to make her look good and it's really like burning them out to the point where they don't even know what else to do but to quit um so (laughs) another person came out and said let me see somebody said she has put me personally in a position of feeling like jeff sessions the guy said oh this is sean clegg he's a um political i guess consultancy um that has advised like many california politicians including ascendants of harris um conceded that she can be a tough boss but that she is not an abusive one okay abusive one now what's somebody say abusive abusive i'm thinking like are they hitting and stuff like what does he mean by abusive one i don't even know so he said that A quote he said was that she has put me personally in the position of feeling like Jeff Sessions, uh, referring to, I guess, her. She's like a sharp questioning of the former attorney general that was under Donald Trump about, you know, the Russian interfering with the 2016 elections. And so Sessions said her question made him feel rushed, which he said makes, you know, I guess him nervous. I don't know what that quote about. But anyway, uh Clegg, he started working for her in 2008 and said there's a difference between a tough boss and one who, like, does whatever to their staff. And um, he pretty much just saying, like, he never experienced any of these things, pretty much, that these people are saying um, in his long history of working with her, you know, where he felt like, you know, she was unfair. Um, she has, you know, called bullshit and she does, you know, make people uncomfortable sometimes, but uh, here he goes with this sexism stuff. But I guess he's saying like, if she was a man with her management style, she would have a TV show called The Apprentice. Okay. Is that shade towards Donald Trump? Okay. That was a little shade. Uh (laughs) Um, I mean, they pretty much... I guess people that worked with her before, before she came vice president, you know, they just keep seeing the same constant issues with her. Um, They said she would refuse to wade into briefing materials prepared by the staff members. Then she would, uh, uh, I guess, belittle 
the employees when she appeared on Paris. So pretty much, she she <laughs> she went and pretty much, I guess, look at all the materials that the staff members put together, like the briefings. Like, but she would get mad with them when she was the one that wasn't even together. So, um, <sighs> ciao, ciao. I mean. I don't really know what to say. I, I mean, it's just, I've never seen anything like this before. You know, people are just leaving her left or right. You know, people don't want to be working for her, you know. So that was a little shock to me. Um, they not feeling her. They not feeling her now. You know, would this be an issue for her when it comes to re-election? Like, do we want to reelect her? You know, is this an issue? Because if she doesn't have no staff and have nobody that's supporting her and have nobody there, you know, backing her up and helping her, and she's pretty much um, interviewing people and picking up new resumes, I mean, it's not really doing much for her character. And unfortunately, I would think that I would think that people would have an issue when they were working with Trump. I mean, but this is quite fucking, this is quite embarrassing. I mean, the fact that she can't even keep a staff member, nobody really wants to work with her. They're calling her this, calling her that. I mean, it is a little shaky. Um, So I guess they're in the process of trying to hire more people for her. I don't even know how that's working. But I just know that when I saw Simone Sanders leaving, I was like, damn. They didn't got any. Simone is gone, child. All that advocating that she was doing for him and all that advocating that he was doing for um, Kamala. I was just like, wow. So. Um, you know, I I don't really know what to say about it. All I can say is that I've never, you know, really cared for her. I never really was the one, you know, to promote her or any of that. She always seemed to me, you know, she was flaky. Um, she always seemed to me that she had some shit with her and I didn't like it. I, I never, never liked it. Um, I feel like the racism and the sexism thing, I feel like we really need to remove that from this situation because I don't even think that's what it's about. I just think it's about her, her, her people, her ability to work with people, I'm guessing. Like, I don't know if they don't see her as a good approachable person or whatever. I mean, at the end of the day, this is a big job. So the whole thing about them being burnt out or whatever like that, I wish they kind of could elaborate that on a little bit more because it's just like, okay, you guys are working in the White House. So if you didn't expect your uh, everyday daily daily life or daily things to be busy then I'm not understanding you know exactly what did you guys sign up for but you know I I I am not the one um to kind of go in with the 
you know, I told y'all so type of thing because this current administration, as we look now, and I'm not taking up for any other administration, and no, this does not make me a Trump supporter. You know, when people go against the grain and people go against the Democrats or go against this administration, people like to label them as other things. And it's not even about that. It's just the fact that my eyes are open and I'm looking at certain things. And I'm looking at how things are running and it's just like, okay, you know. Just the other day, Biden came out that he's not extending student loans, you know, and these are certain things that he built his campaign off of. And of course, you know, they were all lies. They were all just bullshit. They was all just something to get people out there. And, you know, right now, this current administration hasn't done nothing. You know, in the first 100 days with Biden, he signed executive orders for things that, in my opinion, in my opinion, didn't even really need executive orders you know i was waiting for people to use the use the famous term that oh well biden can't really do anything because he has to redo everything that trump has done he ain't redoing nothing that trump has done i don't know what the hell he doing half the time he probably sleep at the damn meetings or he in surgery and kamala is acting as president for 24 hours like i just don't know what's going on so you know to have this where her staff is leaving and empty chairs and empty offices it's just quite embarrassing and you know i just feel that when it's time for re-election i just hope everybody every single person remembers this remembers every single thing i hope y'all keep this in your memories if you gotta write it down in your diary or your journal because what they're going to do is they know they haven't done anything they know they haven't accomplished anything but what they're going to do and they're mainly going to do it to us because they know how to manipulate and control us because of that emotion they're going to roll out all the police videos they're going to get y'all all back out there marching the street they're going to get y'all all out there tearing up y'all communities and shit just so they can get back in the office and do once again not a damn thing and i'm not saying that i'd rather have trump or this down the third i just want someone that is going to be able to do the things that needs to be done i'm not looking for handouts i'm not looking for money i'm not looking for any of this i'm just looking to be able to get things done with certain things that need to be taken care of and you know at the end of the day you know The Democrats are devils, the Republicans are devils, and we can't have two devils. So it has to be an angel out there somewhere, okay? So, I mean, this right here is really not a good look, honey. And anytime they called her and, I mean, anytime they talked about her and said that they need to get rid of the common denominator, which is her, and she need to be gone, that speaks a lot, okay? You know, people are like, you know, what's the common denominator here? So it's her, like, they're not feeling her. So, you know, hey, I wish those staffers the best. I hope, you know, they're able to find some other work and find some type of peace because it sounds like they had to deal with a lot up in there and had to go through a lot up in there. And baby, they just not feeling your girl at all. So we'll see. Um, So, y'all, our other damn America topic, Lord, Lord, Lord. Did Jesse Smollett 
set black people back. Okay, so y'all know Jesse. He, you know, was in Chicago. He faked this, you know, he said that he was a victim of a hate crime. And these two guys, I guess he had met at the club. Um, it was a whole bunch of drama, okay? Finally, he had his court case. It found him guilty. And, you know, I've read a lot of things where people was like, oh, well, you know, they really shouldn't be mad at him. And um, Karen's get away with this and this, that, and the third. This is my whole issue with this whole Jesse thing. And when I ask that he set black people back, I mean, like, with the embarrassment of it all. You know, like, this is embarrassing. And, you know, people were making excuses like, oh, you know, when you're on drugs, it makes you do some. It don't make you that. It don't make you do that much of crazy shit. Okay. First of all, let's look at where the situation and where all of this took down, took place. This happened in Chicago. Okay. This man literally took away from everything. Like, he took away from the fact that police really could have been working other cases. The the city could have been focusing on other things. Hell, while they're trying to figure out this shit with him, Lil Ray Ray was probably getting gunned down the next block over. Because it's it's almost like a thousand murders, I think, a day or a week in Chicago, I read. I may be wrong, but yes. So you wasting all these tax, tax people dollars because you on whatever drug you on, cocaine, whatever, and then you lied about it. Like, you lied. This man went and did Good Morning America with Robin Roberts. He fucking talking about he felt like the ghetto Tupac. All types of shit. And now, on top of that, your career is over. It's over. I'm I'm embarrassed for him. I'm embarrassed for his family. and And I'm pretty damn sure embarrassed for us as black people. You know... These are the things that we are fighting with, you know, the Karens of the world. Like, now he has become a Karen. Shit. He has become a Karen. Like, this doesn't make any sense to me. And the fact that you played this out in your head, he needs to seek some type of mental help. Because I'm just so confused as to why he really thought that this was okay. And, you know, of course, they do this trial when they have the whole Jeffrey um, Epstein girlfriend, Maxwell, on trial. So that just takes our focus off of that, okay? Because now we're focusing on Jesse. And I'm just like, yo, this is ridiculous. This It was ridiculous. It was embarrassing. And I don't have, and I feel as black people, we should not make excuses for him just because he's black. We should treat him like any other citizen that would do some dumb shit like this. Point blank, period. Okay. And the fact that they wasted time, you know, you have people waste their time, all of these things to focus on this. And all this shit became a lie. We should have known it was a lie when the, when he was saying the things that he was saying. You know, it's embarrassing. And I feel like, 
you know, there's no apology that he can do. You know, of course, I don't never want to see anybody's life get taken away from him and their freedom get taken away from him. But I do feel that he needs to have some type of repercussions because that was just beyond. It was just beyond. And in my and in my and in my mind and when I think about it, I honestly think that he thinks that he was still dealing with a hate crime. I think he thinks that he ain't do nothing wrong still. Like, I honestly think that. And I do feel that when the verdict was read out, he probably was shocked as shit. He probably is still standing by everything that he said. You know, the lawyers talking about they want to appeal it and all this other stuff. Yet again, wasting time because Chicago can be focusing on other shit, which is half of the murders they got. And I'm just like, bruh, like, <laughs> it, it's it's embarrassing. It really is. And I don't care what type of drug he was on, baby. Ain't no, I, it, there's no way. There's no way. There's no way. And, you know, I don't even know if he, you know, like I said, learned his lesson. Like, what what would be the lesson that he, that he would learn? I mean, would the lesson be, you know, are we going back to the D.A.R.E. programs and saying no to drugs? I mean, like, what, what exactly is he learning from this? So I just feel that when I say did he set us back, he set us back with as far as embarrassment and set us back where these Karens of the world will think it's okay to, you know, do certain things. And then when people aren't really going through an actual hate crime you know it's taken away from that it's taking the attention off of that because now they see that he has gotten away with this and he you know prank this and put this all together that someone who was really going through a hate crime you know I, I don't even know I don't even I don't even know how and they would even go about it because they didn't see that he done did all these things you know it's just it's just about leading by example you know these superstars these celebrities you know they always want to talk about how you know they're not role models and this that, and the third and they're not here for this you know for your you know be role models to your children and they're just here to be entertainers and that's understandable but it's a certain level of role model, a certain level of leadership that I think as a celebrity or entertainer that you should have, at least for yourself, at least for your family, because this type of embarrassment is just beyond at this point. So, you know, I'm not riding with Jesse. I'm really not. I, I don't have no words for him. I think it's ridiculous. I think it was just like... It was just, it was just, it was just crazy. It's crazy. So, you know, Kamala ain't got no workers. Everybody leaving her. And Jesse done set up and then lied for two years. Okay. And uh, let's not forget that Jesse and, um, no, no, Kamala and Biden was riding for Jesse so hard. Them long ass tweets they made and this, that, and the third. I ain't see them tweet shit now since they found out his ass was lying. I ain't seen no tweets. I ain't seen no backup. But hey, hmm. 
that's no here, no there, but I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So, you know, Kamala ain't got no workers. And we done find out that Jesse done been lying. But we already, if y'all had common sense, we already knew he was lying. This damn story ain't even make no sense. But it's just an embarrassment of it all. Like, he is really embarrassed the shit out of something. Like, really embarrassed. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. I know that fucking, um... Lee Daniels is probably just like, Lord have mercy. No wonder why. Child, please. Hey. Well, let's get into our rising star. So, our rising star is uh, her name is Shanika Graham, and she has orchids plus sweet tea. So, um, pretty much, I think this is on her own, like, uh, like, um, kind of like uh yeah it's a it's a sweet tea like i think she like does like different recipes and different um uh drinks and stuff like that uh she let's see um oh so she said that her company started, I guess, in 2016. And I guess, you know, she was dealing with, like, postpartum at the time. So she realized that her body can no longer successfully digest uh, dairy plus gluten. Um, because, I guess, it was, like, messing with, like, her hormones. So one of the evidence, she said, it seemed to link to consistent monthly or um she said she had um over ovarian ovarian uh cysts and you know her hair wasn't growing it was shedding she had body aches etc this that and the third and then you know she went to the doc the doctor countless times and things like that and then you know she did a lot of research of like um, home remedies that would help her body like regulate her hormones and go through like her postpartum healing journey and you know different things that she would do and I guess she started like discovering different things to help her out through making different um foods so she has a cookbook um that's called uh orchards and sweet tea which is a plant uh, plant forward recipes with Jamaican flavor and some like southern charm with that. So, you know, she used that. She started her healthy journey, healthy lifestyle journey. Um, and, you know, she was a picky eater when she was growing up. And so that kind of affected like her food choices and things like that. So, pretty much, she has um, different recipes on here. Um, it's called orchardsandsweettea.com. And um, you can definitely go on here. She has been in the Food Network magazine, um, the Every Girl, uh, the Zoe Report, the Hofton Post, um, Self, uh, Food 52, Parade, and many other like magazines. She's also been on the Taste of Home magazine, the April and May 2021 issue. So check her out. Um, this is black owned. Um, I did look at some of her recipes. They look very good, very tempting. So I definitely think I'm going to try some. I thought it was a sweet tea at first, but it's really not. It's pretty much, um, that's the name of the website. That's the name of like her cookbook. Um, so 
I would definitely recommend you guys going on there. Um, like right now, she has like different um, dairy-free recipes. Um, she has like non-alcoholic uh, mocktails that you guys can make. Um, this vegan caramel eggnog looks good. Um, what else does she have on here? Oh, the, the gingerbread eggnog looks good. So she has some different things on here. So kudos to her. Ooh, that grand, her grandmother Dutch apple pie look good too. Mm. So check out Orchards and Sweet Tea. Um, she's black owned and I think it's beautiful. I think that she, I'm glad that she took something that, you know, she was experiencing and going through and she made it her own and researched different things. Um, she can also, you know, be found on Facebook and also on Instagram, but her actual website is orchardsandsweettea.com. Okay, so we lift you up, good girl, with that uh, black magic, honey. Okay, so y'all, let's get into the shits, y'all. Listen, I know I've been gone for two months, but it has been a lot that I've been looking at, that I've been talking to in the group chats, that I've been you know, just going on and off about honey. But today is the day, okay? Because I know y'all been waiting to hear what I got to say, okay? So, woo, child. So, <laughs> where do we start? So, y'all know Portia. Portia Williams, Bravo done gave her a spinoff show. And then, you know, y'all, I only watched like one episode and I just been, you know, watching clips. And I told myself that I was going to, continue to watch but I really haven't the first episode girl was all over the place all I got to say is this the Bravo is really making Portia look like a, a husband uh, uh, t- stealing people husbands making look like a hoe you know the star of the show is actually Dennis honey when Dennis being his confessionals honey he didn't he does everything out he tells all the truth about Portia you know I didn't even know that Portia cheated on him honey the new husband Simon uh, the way he told us how he met Portia, honey, is not the way that she tell us how she met him. So they could at least could have got their stories together. But it was all different, honey. Pretty much Port- Simon is saying that Portia had reached out to him in his DMs asking if he was okay because she heard the news about the divorce. Now, I ain't never seen or heard no shit like that. Normally, the woman reaches out to the other woman because you know they kind of can relate to each other so when the fact that he said that and said that she did that I said oh homegirl knew what she was doing she had to start that she had to start that conversation off a different way instead of starting it off with like hey here's my number call me no she had to make it like she kid and all this other stuff and oh my god I hope you're okay and let me know if you need anything you know how that shit go but I was just appalled, you know, and the show is something, y'all. It's quite funny. It's off the chain. You know, Portia is looking very thottish, very hoish. And if she was on a Real Housewives of Atlanta, the girls would eat her up. And she wouldn't even know what to do. I know Kenya and Marlo would tear her ass to pieces, okay? So I think she made the right decision by not going back. But this, her own show that she got, it's messy as hell. It really is. It's messy. And, um, you know, she only was dating Simon for like a week and then he proposed. I feel like maybe this is just a business arrangement. I don't think she really liked this man. I don't think she really loved this man because it can't be. It, it can't be no way. If, if Portia walks down the aisle with this man, 
I will be surprised, quite frankly. Okay, I will really be surprised. I really would. And if she happens to get pregnant by this man, I would even be more surprised, honey. Okay, so we'll see. I do still think that she likes is in love with Dennis. I still do, do think that she wants to be with Dennis. So maybe it's just like a business thing to, you know, get her some more money or something. I don't know. But it is quite uh, interesting. And, you know, speaking of babies, you know, Tristan is at it again, y'all. He got a new baby. Baby's here. And, you know, I've seen a lot of comments, you know, coming at Chloe and coming at Tristan. And, you know, this is my whole deal about these niggas. Or these men. I ain't even call them niggas. Let Let me take that back. These men. And these women. And these men that cheat with these women. When are we going to hold these women accountable for their actions as well? Because my thing is this. Yes, these women probably know these men got girlfriends or wives or whatever the case may be. But these women either just want to have sex, they want money, they want fame, and then they just want to have sex, okay? And... There is no way that you can't tell me that these men is not offering or not saying or isn't pulling these condoms out. And if they're not pulling them out, why aren't these women saying like, okay, um, no, you need to put on a condom. Uh, no, I'm not having sex with you. Or, see, that's why I... I probably need to be in the bedroom with these people because I need to see what the fuck is going on. And are they saying or lying, saying they on birth control? Like, what exactly is the process? Because we can't just keep always blaming the man. It takes two people to fuck. It takes two people to make a baby. So two people have to be accountable for their actions. And I keep seeing everybody saying, oh, you know, Tristan this and Tristan that. But nobody is saying nothing about this female. Nobody is saying nothing about her to the point where she let this man have sex with her without a condom. Now... We can go back and say like, oh, he probably had a condom on and it popped. Okay, niggas know when the condoms pop, child. They know. And if it pop, yeah, some not going to stop mid-stroke. But it would be it would be advisable that they did and they put another one on. And if they kept on going as women, did you think like, hey, I may need to go get a plan B. And as women... We know when we come on our cycles, we know all of this. And if you don't know, y'all maybe should get the smartphones out here. Get an app. The app can track everything. It can track when you're ovulating, fertile, period coming on, period ain't coming on. You know, all of that. So, the point of the matter is, I just expect and appreciate accountability, okay? And no, I'm not taking away from Tristan being not shit because he ain't shit. And the thing about it is, the way I look at it is, Tristan ain't never want to be with Chloe, y'all. And we know this, okay? He literally got with her and his stardom and his fame went to the roof. Who the fuck really knew who Tristan Thompson was? And if you tell me that you knew him, you're lying, okay? You're lying. You're being fake just like the damn staff was being fake at Kamala Little Picnic, okay? Nobody knew who he was until he got with Chloe Kardashian. 
Okay, the fact that she was Khloe Kardashian boosts him. Now, when it comes to Khloe, y'all, we know she had cancer. Cancers, we love hard, okay? We love hard. But baby, I just need her to get them damn blindfolders off. And I need her to gain some type of something. Like, if you can kick Lamar out and do all these things, you should be able to do the same with Tristan, honey. Hell, at this point, I'd rather you had a baby by Lamar. Oh, I'd rather you get back with Lamar if you're going to deal with some shit. I mean, this boy has embarrassed the fuck out of her. I mean, when she was pregnant, he was knocking bitches down. He done uh, kissed Jordan. Poor Jordan that got smurred through the thing, even though she wanted to leave anyway. That's just my opinion. And now you done got embarrassed again, and he got another baby. He got three babies. Three babies and three different baby mothers. Okay. Now, as women... When we grow up and we get mature, we only want one father of our child. But sometimes in the world, it doesn't work that way. So I just hope that she gains some types of, you know, backbone. You know, hopefully she can be like Kim because Kim is sick of fucking Kanye. You know, hopefully she can find true love like Courtney. I don't know. But what I can say is this. The lack of accountability in the community is quite sick. And people need to take accountability for their actions and their roles in certain things. Because we can't just keep blaming the man every time these situations like this occur. Like, these women ain't dumb. They know. Okay? And some of them choose to do it any fucking way. But, um, you know... I see that Wendy Williams is not back yet. And honestly, I feel like her show needs to be canceled at this point because homegirl just needs to seek some mental health, y'all. She ain't been right since she found out that that husband had that baby with that side girl who's been his side girl and mistress for years, okay? And he is living his best life, smiling from ear to ear with Sharaina and just having a time in his life. And poor Wendy is just going through it, okay? Hair ain't done. She coming out from the facility with no sock, with no shoes on. She's looking bad. She's looking bad. And it's not a good look. You know, it's cute to have little guest stars and stuff on the show. But if it can't be Wendy and it's her own show, it just needs to be canceled. And it just needs to be replaced with something else. What it will be replaced with, I do not know. But ever since that baby came, honey, she's been down bad, honey. And she's been looking bad, child. I think she back on them drugs. I don't know. I think she's back drinking she ain't doing well hair is looking she's just a mess she's just a mess and you know I, I don't see her going broke or any of that but the show just the show at this point it has run its course and it just needs to be canceled and you know like I said it's cute to have those little celebrity hosts and stuff on there but this ain't family feud celebrity family feud or celebrity will of fortune and shit this is an actual talk show so if the person of the talk show which is named after can't be there just end it um so you know christmas is coming up and you know la reed you know he says that he wants and all he wants for christmas is a versus battle between beyonce and mariah carey and I'm not here for it because the only person I feel, and it's not discrediting Beyonce, the only person I feel that can go against Mariah Carey would have been Whitney Houston. That is the only person. I don't 
want to see Beyonce and Mariah Carey dish it out. It just, it just wouldn't go. It just wouldn't flow. And, you know, I understand, you know, what he was getting to. You know, these two women are very successful. You know, they're up in age. You know, Mariah Carey, every Christmas, she dominates the Christmas um, uh, charts with that one damn song. How the hell she dominated chart with one damn song? One damn song every year. This bitch ain't got to make an album ever again. She could just keep waiting till December every year and the bitch will blow up, make millions, okay, off of one song. One song. So I just can't see that as a battle, you know. I appreciate he wants to, you know, give everybody their flowers while they're still living and all these things, but it's just it's just not a good matchup. I, 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 I don't see it. Um, for C it being a good matchup, I honestly feel that it needs to be Mariah Kearney Whitney Houston. To be honest with you, I don't know who Beyonce would match up with, to be honest. Um, there's really nobody, honestly, for her to match up with. I, I, like, I just don't see it. Maybe... Maybe Beyonce, maybe she doesn't have to go against another female. Maybe Beyonce can go against another male person, another male, like, or go against a male. I I don't know, but I just don't see that matchup as a versus. I, I don't like it. I get where he was coming from. And I appreciate, I appreciate, listen to me. I get where he's coming from, but I just don't see it. You know, like when Mariah Curry hit, and you'll always be my baby. What the fuck is Beyonce going to hit us with? Sweet dreams? Like, that ain't even going, like, what's she going to hit us with? Baby boy? When she do that? Like, you know, Mariah got some shit. You know, and then if Mariah do all I want for Christmas, what Beyonce gonna hit us with the Destiny's Child? Um, my third little baby in the enemy. You know that little song she got with Destiny's Child? Not the, not the original Destiny's Child, cause it's the difference with the Destiny's Child. You got the original, and then you got that DC three. And I only appreciate the original, the original members. I mean, Michelle was cute and everything, but I mean, I'm just saying. I mean, what's she gonna hit us with? Because all I want for Christmas is definitely going to win. So that's what I'm just saying. It, with the verses, the verses has to flow. Like, it has to flow. The songs have to match up with each other. And if they don't match up, it's no point. It's no point in doing it. Um, And then, it would, you know, it would become boring. You know, just like how insecure this last season, it's been boring. It hasn't been any takeaways. It hasn't been any like, oh my gosh. Like, it hasn't been any of that. And it's only two episodes left. And I love Issa to death. But I'm just not feeling it. It's just been giving me blah moments. Like, I just feel like this honestly doesn't need to be the last season. I think they need to maybe do another season and make that one be the last season. But it just really hasn't been giving me any sparks. Like, the episodes have been dry. They've been boring. They haven't been the best. But, you know, everything has an expiration date. And, you know, I'm ready for whatever Issa is going to do later down the line and you know bigger and better things but i'm just not feeling this season at all it's just really it's not giving what it's supposed to give at all it's not um well you know they say that nini's messing with the new man he's a married man wasn't she the one that told kim to keep her legs closed to married man child now i ain't saying she having sex with him but that's what she said but the thing that makes it look so bad is that 
Greg ain't even been dead yet that long, child. He ain't even been rolled over in the grave a couple of times. I don't even know if he been cremated. I'm not sure. But damn, when they say you move on, honey, god damn, can you wait a couple of, like, two, three months or so? Like, it's almost like, okay, she did a little crying. She cussed us out on Instagram because people was mad about how she treated them at the at the um club. And now she going to Trina's birthday party? First of all, what the fuck she doing hanging out with Trina? And then your man is, you know, I just feel that Greg needs to be, you know, dead a little bit longer before she started messing with somebody. Because that leads me to think that she was messing with this man all along, okay? And while Greg was, you know, going through all his sicknesses and things like that, yeah, she was there as a wife through, you know, sickness and health. But honey, she must have had that man on the side, must have had him in her dream pocket, honey. And once poor Greg took his last breath, she took that man out that pocket and she just been with that man everywhere. So, I mean, me personally, I just would have waited a couple of months or something, you know. How can you, how can your grief be gone that long? But, you know, maybe Greg, you know, gave her her blessing before he passed. We'll never know. So, let's get into what you won't do. All right. So, let's get into what you won't do real quick. So, Hold up, but before I get into what you won't do, <laughs> before I get into that, y'all, because it's been too much. It's been too much. I got a lot. I got a lot. It's been too much, you know? Shit been happening. Um, I didn't want to touch on this because, you know, I love Kanye. I love Kanye. Kanye's my boy. I appreciate Kanye. He's a musical genius. And, of course, I watched the Drake and Kanye concert. It was everything. It was everything. To be honest with you, it wasn't a Drake and Kanye concert. It was a Kanye concert. It was a Kanye concert to let y'all know I may be rapping about Jesus and doing albums without cursing, but I still got it. I can still come out here, perform all my old songs, do every single thing that y'all think that I couldn't do and, you know, show up everybody that's been talking shit about me in the comments, you know, my mental capacity, all of that, my clothes, everything. Kanye really went all out with the production, with the staging, everything. Now, Drake, I think Drake was just more so happy to be there. You know, so when it came to his song selections, even though we wanted him to do a lot of his older songs and then go on some new ones, he said, fuck that, I'm proud of CLP. I'm, do- I'm doing this. I'm doing the songs off of here. I'm proud of this song, CD. It was just like he was just a special guest. It was he was a special guest. It was like it was like Kanye featuring Drake concert. Like that's what it gave. And you know, um, him and Kim have been you know going through their little issues, and you know she's filed for divorce, and Kanye's on all these different avenues, these different channels, talking about you know he wants his family back and fighting for this and fighting for that. But I feel like at first I felt like, you know, maybe this is like a little publicity stunt for them. I wasn't sure. But then once Kim came out and she said that, you know, she passed the baby bar and 
things like that i was like yeah yeah she wants to get rid of kanye because kanye was in some shit about something with trump and the election and the votes or something so i'm like okay yeah this this isn't this is not good then i think you know kanye you know really wanted his family and stuff back after he saw you know kim out wearing color smiling and shit and it was just like, okay, yeah, you was just with these girl, girl at the basketball game, just with some girl in Paris, you know, doing a lot of things. So I feel like Kanye is at a point where I don't think he's going to let Kim go, y'all. I honestly don't think so. I don't think he's going to sign them divorce papers. I think that she is going to have a big ass fight on her hands. I'll be surprised. If it comes out and says says that the divorce is final, I really, really, really would be surprised because y'all know them Gemini's is crazy. They're crazy, and I do feel that he still loves her. I do still feel that you know they were beautiful together. They have you know amazing kids, but I do see that he's not gonna go down without a fight with this. I, I really do see. I really do think so. And if he does, and if he does happen to sign the divorce papers, I mean, it may make him happy again. I, you know, seen people saying like, "Oh, well, you know, Kanye's smiling again. He was just performing with Future, Rolling Loud. He's doing this, that, and the third. Listen, <laughs> I don't think nothing was. I don't think nothing was really extremely wrong with Kanye. I just think that Kanye. At majority of points in his life, he's missed majority points of his life, majority points of when he's doing interviews and things, people just misunderstand him. They don't take the time to understand exactly how he's laying out certain things. So, you know, even though he does deal with bipolar and things like that, there are some people that have learned how to control their illness without being medicated and things like that so and i think he's one of those people but i also think that when he's saying things and he's doing interviews and he's giving his point of view of things people just don't take the time to really understand it and don't take the time to really dig deep in it to really get the whole meaning of what he's trying to say but I do feel that he's going to give Kim a hard time with this divorce, honey. I don't think that he's just going to go and just sign these papers and let her go easily. I really do not think so, even though she wants to go. Now, do I think that she's doing all of this because she wants to be with Pete? I hope the fuck not. I hope not because Pete is looking quite crazy, okay? <sighs> Kim please girl i'd rather you just i understand you're trying to get away from that narrative of saying you only date black guys or whatever like that and whatever but girl girl you need to find somebody else honey because that pete is not what it is honey it's not what it is at all at all but hey who am i i just wanted to say that before you know anything you know and you know i had saw this interview too y'all with alicia keys when she was saying that she stated that Swiss Beats was not her vibe. I I would hope not, bitch, because at the time, he was married. So, I hope he wasn't your vibe. But y'all know, people come and tell me that that's not the reason why Mashonda and Swiss got divorced. It wasn't because Alicia Keys. She not a home wrecker. I, 
I think it was. I think him and Mashonda were still married, and Alicia Keys and Swiss was feeling Alicia Keys on, you know, at the end. But who am I, y'all? Who am I? But when she said that comment on her little interview, I was like, <laughs> I would hope not, sis. I mean, <laughs> he is married, but <laughs> he ain't supposed to be looking at him. But I mean, hell, if he's fine, honey, I guess you can look at him. But when she said he was not his vibe, yeah, bitch, you knew he wasn't your vibe because he wasn't married. That's what she meant by vibe, y'all. He, She wasn't feeling him because he was married. That's what it was. So she just replaced married with vibe. That's it. Y'all ain't even got to look no deeper, okay? So now, let's get into what you won't do. So what you won't do is come for Jacquees in his rendition of the National Anthem, okay? If he wants to elaborate and, you know, drag out the words and free, free, if he want to do that, okay, let him do it. The Lord put on his heart when he went to go sing that national anthem that he needed to sing it with all his heart and mighty child. And that's exactly what he did. And even though, <laughs> even though he did sound a mess, I can't even front. When I saw him do that little dance of the, the free, free, it, it was popping, y'all. I started like, you know, dropping my little, and I was just, I was just getting it, okay? And so I can't even find honey. He did good. So that's what y'all won't do. Don't come for him. Don't come for him unless he sent for you, okay? So if he want to keep elaborating the words and dragging it out, let him do it. Let him do it because he can. Let him do it. So, y'all, this has been episode 141. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. I'm back. Thank y'all so much for sticking it out with me, waiting for me to come back, okay? I am back. I am ready. We're going to have some fun. Um, Christmas is almost here. The new year is almost here, 2022. So we got some good things coming, guys. Um, remember, you guys can catch um, the pod on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, iHeart. Follow us on Instagram. I'm talking about us. Like, it's three or four people. It's only me, child. Follow me on Instagram. Follow me on Twitter. And, you know, tell a friend to tell a friend. And when you get on there, just take your little index finger and boop, boop, boop. Hit subscribe, honey, so you can be notified when all the new episodes come. And I really appreciate everyone. I hope everyone has an amazing week, good people. And I'm out.